Hey, this is Steve Durr. Today we're going to read from Nehemiah chapter 11, and we're going to read verse 1 and verse 2. And today I'm going to read this short section of the story, and I'm going to skim over a large chunk, uh, the remainder of chapter 11 and into chapter 12. Uh, it's filled with names, with places and backgrounds and roles people played. And uh, we're going to just set all this up with the first two verses of Nehemiah chapter 11, and then skip all the way to Nehemiah 12, 26. Um, and I encourage you to take a look at that section we're not reading uh, on your own if you'd like. But where are we in the story? The wall is completed around Jerusalem. The people are seeking to follow God, and now they have to resettle the city so that it can thrive. They've begun this effort, but more people are needed for the city to thrive, to flourish. And so let's read verse 1 and 2. The leaders of the people were living in Jerusalem, the holy city, a tenth of the people from the other towns of Judah and Benjamin were chosen by sacred lots to live there too, while the rest stayed where they were. And the people commended everyone who volunteered to resettle in Jerusalem. And we'll stop there. The leaders lived in Jerusalem. By example, they were going first. They were showing up and doing their part. And they were uh, where, the, where the action was at, where the action needed to be. <laughs> but most of the people lived in different areas of the country. They had a life there. And no doubt they were comfortable in their land, with their homes, among their neighbors. It was the life they knew. And so moving into the city, moving into Jerusalem to populate the city would be a sacrifice. It would be costly. It would most likely be very uncomfortable. And so to help determine who would go, they cast lots, sacred lots. It's like maybe throwing dice or picking straws. Uh, it, but it's the idea at that time, trusting God with the result of a game of chance. It's like, God, you're the one who's going to pick. And so we're doing this in this way. So one out of ten, a tenth, a tithe of people would pick up their life and pick up their family and relocate to Jerusalem for the good of the city and the good of the nation. And then it says that those who volunteered willingly to move were honored or commended by the people. The Hebrew word used here for volunteered uh, in this text, the word literally means impelled or incited from within. In other words, they were stirred up by God from within to act, to move, to sacrifice, to give of themselves, and to step forward to go, to willingly offer themselves for the greater cause. They were nudged from within and said yes. I'm inspired by their actions. Their names aren't listed, but their sacrifice is. And I think that's typically the way it is, isn't it? People who truly make an impact in the world often go nameless. There are people all around us who set their desires and their comfort aside, and they sacrifice, and they give their time, and they serve, and they make an impact. Without the fanfare of fame, they just faithfully follow God's nudge to show up and move on mission. I reckon that one of the idols and gods of our present age, at least in my own life, I recognize, is comfort and safety. I love these two things. They're deep, deeply held values, I think, in uh, middle-class culture America, right? And if I'm honest, I'll choose comfort over sacrifice, and I'll choose safety over showing up to serve. I'd rather stay in my spot where I feel comfortable, where I don't have to give of myself, 
instead of raising my hand to give of myself, to sacrifice, to go. In those moments, I recognize how selfish I am and how at times shallow I am, honestly, because I orchestrate my life to avoid discomfort and sacrifice. And I want more. And maybe you do too. These folks listened to God and helped bring God's city back to life, even though it cost them. What is it that God might be calling you to do? There's a couple that I'm friends with that I deeply respect and appreciate. They seem to always lead with a yes. I mean, their posture is yes. <laughs> yes, God. And so when they're asked to volunteer, to give of their time, to step out, to serve, to give, to go, they say yes. But the yes doesn't mean there aren't at times where they feel anxious or they don't feel anxious or that, you know, they're not feeling stretched. Yes, they do feel anxious at times. They feel stretched. They just don't allow those reasons to stop them from saying yes to be a part of God's work. And as a result, they get to experience God. Certainly, we have to have boundaries and learn to say no to good things, to focus on best things. But here's the deal. I wonder if at times we're saying no to some great things from God because they seem too costly or they're going to make us uncomfortable or we're going to be a little anxious or we're not going to feel 100% in control. Now, the remaining text gives us the names, the locations, and groupings of the people in the area. And so in Nehemiah chapter 12, 1 and 27, we're going to have a record of the priests and the Levites who served from the time of the people returning from exile to the time of Nehemiah, which reveals that there was service and worship to God throughout the dark days of Jerusalem. And it's cool to have that section. I encourage you to read that on your own. But to have this section of lists, of names, to remind us that God's word isn't just a story with good moral principles, but the story of God at work is a story of God through people grounded in history, real people like you and like me, and often nameless people who are willing to, to pick up and to sacrifice and to go, even if it means they're not going to be as comfortable because they want to follow the nudge of God from within. And so what might God be calling you to today to step out and say yes to? What is the barrier to saying yes? And what will be your response? Let's pray. God, thank you for using people, ordinary people like us, to be a part of your extraordinary work in the world. God, I thank you for the image of Jesus who set aside his divine rights and privileges and became one of us and lived among us and died for us, sacrificing his all, giving his all that we might have life with you. God, would you teach us to deny ourselves to pick up our cross and to follow you. Give us the courage when we need it. Give us the encouragement when we need it. And would you clearly lead us and guide us 
And we pray that we would lead with the yes, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day.